I'm Dylan Gott. That is John Hastings. Welcome to John and Dylan Online. And today we're talking about a fucking salad of sex scandals. John, you pick one. I got Pat O'Brien that I'm going to edit in shortly. Check this one out. Dylan, this week we're talking about Pat O'Brien, who was the lead reporter of Entertainment Tonight for a million years. He was born in 1948. And you're probably thinking, why are we talking about him? Because he's pulled a special place in my heart is with he got fucking annihilated, oh. left all these voicemails on a sex worker's thing, and oh. then she turned them over to the press. And he had to go on a press tour being like, yeah, I don't even remember those voicemails. And they are the creepiest, funniest thing. I, I laughed my dick at completely pussy. about. So here's the problem with Pat O'Brien's voicemails is Tell they me. got eclipsed by the Mel Gibson voicemails in the same way of. um. Nirvana eclipses Guns N' Roses, but I still say Guns N' Roses as culturally as impactful. They just weren't impactful with fucking theater dorks. That is a very, very good. Like Guns N' Roses is like the apex of hair metal, like the actualization of hair metal. Exactly. And then Nirvana kind of tears it all down immediately. Pat O'Brien is the Guns N' Roses, and that it is just pure fun. It is just a man who's been in entertainment unchecked. This man oh, has yeah. been unchecked in entertainment for fucking hey, years. He Dylan. is what they he is on Epstein's Island. He's fucking organizing the island. No, he's he, picking out the chairs, correct. baby. He's, why? I'm not going to f- kids. God fucking damn it. I drink a Tom Collins and I want to have sex with a woman. You know what I mean? That's who pa- Pat also, O'Brien. He, he's fucking in it like to the point where sorry to cut you off. But like he's in it to the point where like I remember everyone thinking like, oh, he. I guess his wife's going to leave him. But then if you listen to the voicemails, which we will in this episode, he's like. It's him and his wife are fucking this woman. Yeah, it, I got news for you. So they're if like, you, what? like they look have three ways, and then everyone's like, "Oh wow, this guy's life's pretty, pretty, pretty good." Let me say this about Pat O'Brien: he is—he's just a moneyed broadcaster, and it's one of those things where it's like he literally doesn't need to worry. He's like, "We're gonna—he's like Ron McLean in Canada. Why does Ron McLean just get fucked up and shirtless every time he goes out?" And it's because it's like. He doesn't give a fuck. It's called fuck you money. If you are just a journalist with no kids on entertainment tonight for at this point, it would have been 20 years. It's like, how much money does he have in the bank? Enough. He'll be all right. He's got, he's got threesome prostitute booze money. Oh yeah, he does. Oh yeah. Well, she of course actually does leave him after this. Yes. Does you really? I don't, cause I didn't think the threesome angle was part of it. I remember it being like, he was like, it was essentially like, Hey, <laughs> Pat O'Brien parties. He does have a son. He has a son named Sean. Does he like that kid? I guarantee he doesn't. I guarantee <laughs> he has one kid. I mean, if you're on the road this much without a way to like directly contact people, like this guy starts in radio in earnest in 1970. He's in CBS Sports for 16 fucking years. That kid hates him. There is no way. He's a 70s and 80s sports broadcaster. 
he like that son tried to fight him and pat o'brien was so drunk he was just like why the fuck is this what are you are you my wife but me <laughs> like there is no way pat o'brien and this man have a relationship there's no way absolutely not i mean then he does the whole thing where it's like yeah i can't believe i hit my low point if i was so hammered i called this lady who i clearly like yeah call her all the time like whatever anyway can i just say this you know who has the best one of these Tell stories me. and that is alex trebek he gets a prostitute prostitute steals his watch alex trebek goes gets his fucking watch back people were like why'd that woman have your watch and he was essentially just went you want to ask me why that woman had my watch and everyone was like that's a good point alex trebek he's like yeah that's right i'm i'm i am from rural ontario and people don't see that in me but sometimes people see that in me Alex Trebek's clear number one of all time is when the lady's talking about nerdcore rap. <laughs> and then he goes, so you're losers. Like he lets her, he lets her describe nerdcore rap for a really long time. And then just a pregnant pause. And then just like a judgy grandfather is like, so losers. And it was like, I think after he had just been like, I have cancer and I'm going to pass away anyway. Yeah. The thing you, the thing you're saying is fucking dumb, baby. Anyway, and then soon here we I go. Will expire, and thank God because then I won't have to deal with you fucking nerdcore beachas. Are you playing the audio, Dylan? Uh oh, it's it was a uh, pause chair. One second. You fuck. Hear it now. Can you see it now? No. Blank screen. It's a screen of black and white lines. Can you hear this? Yes, I can. <laughs> okay what did he say he's like i want to fucking go crazy with you it's literally he just goes i love I just it want to okay. go fucking crazy with you and he talks about and he goes on a whole media tour about how he's an alcoholic and he's the man has been on television and in entertainment for it by this point 38 years so he can get he can get you to believe pretty much anything uh, the interviews are like a man who, because he's interviewing himself. Like he only goes on these like oh, it's even shows the where show, he, yeah. So they're not the going to try and get him, you know. So what are the shows he goes on in his apology tour? Are the Bubba the Love Spud Show, mm. <laughs> uh, uh, which so is Pat. like so, they were at functions together. Bear in mind, <laughs> the Bubba the Love Spud Show. That's two thousand and five. Bear in mind. At the time, Pat O'Brien is sat in the studio talking to Bubba the Love Sponge about how he recorded a dirty voicemail to a on a sex worker's voice memo or voicemail inbox. Hulk Hogan is bawling Bubba the Love Sponge. No, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife has it's in two years from now. So this is happens before. This could be the idea. Hulk Hogan said, Oh my god, brother. Maybe there's some way I could fulfill my sexual fantasy of eating too much and then receiving a phone call from my son next to your naked wife, brother. Hey, dude, how about this idea, dude? How about I have sex with your wife? And here's the other kicker, dude. I say racial slurs. Brother. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, what? What you gonna do, Bubba the Love Sponge, when I somehow become the winner, even though I make a video where I do nothing but bad, rude things? Okay. More voicemails. Oh, go ahead. It's still not as good as the Mel Gibson one. This is the problem is I'm listening to it and I'm just going, 
But when is he going to scream, I'll burn down the house and then you'll blow me? But is- here's the thing. Mel Gibson was angered towards women and racism. This has none of that. This is just a man. This, this is just a man an old man. man. Fucking- <laughs> this is an old man who's so desperate that a sex worker doesn't want his money anymore. Do you I don't guarantee- understand how... Where it's yeah. like, listen, we, we're both in the gig economy. Can you imagine how shitty a gig has to be for us not to be like, I don't want to make $10,000 tonight. I guarantee it's not even because he does anything creepy or weird. It's just so boring where like his dirty talk is like, fuck me the way that they fucked John Madden at the end of that Super Bowl. Like, it's all just like weird old man references. You know what I mean? Like, tell me everything- I'm Larry. Tell me I'm Larry King. I should have been Larry King. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck me the way that Mike Wallace fucks those business owners on 60 Minutes in the 50s. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, God. Oh, fuck you. I just want to say this. I like the idea of calling a prostitute. <laughs> like, Let's get some dirty. Can you hear Did it he all? Just... I heard him say, I want to fuck. I didn't hear that last part. What's the last part? It was too garbage. It's truly just a man swearing a bunch. <laughs> it's really great. What's also really nice is you get you can hear the garbled phone part, and it's there's nothing better than a drunk person on the phone, and here's why. They are constantly forgetting they're on the phone, and when they remember they're on the phone, it suddenly becomes the most important thing to them in the world. But you get the full emotional arc with each sentence, which is you get the the like raspy, weird knocking of the phone against his face because he's drunk as fuck. And then he's like, oh, how the fuck am I? Oh, that's right. I want to fuck her. Um, I don't want to fuck you. And then he forgets completely <laughs> yeah, why yeah. why he's why he's on the phone again. So he moves the phone. Oh yeah, I don't know what to do. Oh yeah, I like alcohol. What else do I do when I'm drunk? I want to fuck someone. I want to do it. Uh, let's do this. But what do I want to do? I want to fuck. <laughs> and then he hangs up the phone. Like it's just also what a baby boomer. And then it's just like he's like no hello, just immediately right into a list of demands. And this is the best thing. It's like he still essentially goes like, yeah, I was a fucking I was an alcoholic, whatever. And then he's still on. He's just on less popular versions of the exact same show. Well, it's very funny. Okay, so in uh, 2005, he he, uh, issued a written statement announcing that he um, was heading to a rehab facility. Um, the voicemail started to make appearance in rounds on both the Love Sponge show, the Wendy Williams experience, the Howard Stern show, and the Opie Anthony show. In 2005, he was interviewed by F- Dr. Phil on a primetime special to address the reasons behind his alcohol and drug use since the 1960s, as well as his um, experiences in rehab. This is so fucking insane. Like they basically tried to make him, they basically tried to free Britney Pat O'Brien in reverse. They tried to cage Pat. Um, he, <laughs> he, returned, hell, yeah. he returned to the insider after a large break um, in uh, 2005 after that. And then in 2008, it was reported that he was headed back to rehab. Why? Cause you can't fucking keep Pat down. And he returned. Um, he returned after Donny Osmond refused to actually replace him on the show and was finally fired September 8th, 2008 from the insider. And where the fuck has he been since? I don't know where the fuck he's been. He's 75, dude. Oh, he's just, he's just an old, sad. He's just an old man now. Yeah. He's an old addict. He's just an old drunk guy. Oh, I guarantee his apartment smells. I mean, he probably has a super fucking lit ass house. I guarantee it's a condo. I can predict. Uh, where does he live? Where is he supposed to be based? Is he based in LA? I'm guaranteeing I, 100% when 
we're looking at a night a reasonable condo santa barbara adjacent you know what i'm saying like and it's like a second floor with a balcony a lot of white and a lot of antiques like there's definitely it's one of those condos where you're like it has a second bedroom there that keeps the tv because there's like a sitting room that you immediately walk into but you get the vibe don't sit on those sofas (laughs) (laughs) i got an rrs to say to you dylan atherton got that's right review and subscribe Ooh. Wait a minute. Yeah, John, you remember how you keep telling me how you want to get a, d- a dog from the Mean Society, fuck it, and give it back, and then they wouldn't take it back, and you, you kept yelling, well, it's a slut now, I don't want it, and then he killed it with a shovel? Anyway, rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> hey, John, can I tell you something? Yes. I sit down to piss, and I stand up to shit. John and Dylan online. Patreon.com backslash John and Dylan online. There's all a bunch of different tiers there. $5 tier, you get the episodes early and an extra episode, and I assume at this point there's a $10 tier where you just get some pubes in an envelope. Yeah, if you fucking sign up for the $15 tier, guess what? You get nothing else different. Just give the pleasure of giving us more money. How's actually, that? you get none of the first two things. Yeah, that's actually true. To give a, If you give us $15, you do not get the bonus episode, and you do not get the episodes early. That was fun. John, what's yours? seamless edit well we mentioned it as we were discussing um pat o'brien so let's quickly dash through the mel gibson voicemails ladies and gentlemen oh yeah oh why wouldn't we uh for those of you who do not remember uh mel gibson um so here's the thing with mel gibson mel gibson is a uh, was raised by a holocaust denying man who thinks the catholic church church is bad when they did vatican II. so essentially mel gibson was raised by an asshole monster who Here's a real warning sign. No, no excuses. Can I can I redo that? Yeah. Can I redo that? Okay. Mel Gibson was raised by a liberal Australian. Continue, John. That's correct. Thank you, Dylan, for clarifying that. Just the yeah, he was raised by what Australians consider middle of the road. Um, Yeah, praise him. Praise him, of course. No, here's the thing. Um, with uh Mel Gibson, here's a real warning sign. If your dad lives in the middle of nowhere, America, and goes, this place is too fucking lib. We're going to the middle of nowhere, <laughs> Australia. Bring a fucking helmet, baby. Like, I holy like shit. Uh, Mel Gibson's dad has appeared in such places as at a Holocaust denial conference as the keynote speaker in That's Iran. Fucking as the keynote speaker. Like, here's a man who will not get out of his Jeep. <laughs> yeah. Just put the fucking microphone in the Jeep. I'll tell you a bunch of whole things about this. Sorry, I'm making a grilled cheese with a lighter. The only yeah. meal that you can actually eat. Excuse me. I just want to say this, Mr. Gibson. This is our Jeep. Are you living in there? Where and where I may or may not live is none of your fucking business, first Here's of all. Thing. People would say it's a trunk, but the way a Jeep is made, the trunk isn't technically a trunk. So I'm more living the second back seat. Any yeah. other questions about the Holocaust? Yeah. <laughs> a couple of things you need to know about me. One. My son is very wealthy, which makes me right. Two, this place is a Muslim country. Iran is bad. I'm the best. Click of gun noises. Never mind. So, <laughs> yeah, is, exactly. Mel Gibson is also raised in that, like, his dad used to grab him by the face and was like, you better be the one that's successful. If not, I'm going to kill you. So Mel Gibson's is coming from a place of just what the fuck? What's his mom but like? I he, Never mentioned. Not discussed. Which, you, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Scared. Yeah. My dad's the worst, and I love him. What about your mom? Well, she was kind to me, and as we know, that means she was trying to turn me into a girl, which is bad. So I hate her. 
uh mel gibson does uh claims that he was a like when he was like super hot and tight keeping it fucking hot and tight in lethal mm. weapon mm. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. he uh <laughs> He apparently he was like, I would drink six beers driving to set. I'm just like, how good is your metabolism? You have abs and you're having six breakfast beers. Like he's like, all I did was smoke and run. <laughs> you're just like, Mel, you were blessed with a genetic code, my friend. Basically, well, that Mel is the him- thing about all those fitness influencers. Sorry, I cut you off. Where it's like a lot of it, a is genetics, and b like eighties like buff Hollywood guys. Like there's this thing, Indiana Jones for the third Indiana Jones. Um, Harrison Ford got in shape for it, and back then everyone was like, "Whoa, he's jacked!" And you look at it now, and you're like, "Yeah, that's like a dad who just started working out." I just want to let you know, Dylan, you're showing some guts. You're showing some of the torso, and I like it. Just, just giving a little hint. Yeah, I'm better. I'm better than him. Oh, your camera's angled too better. You can show more flesh. Well, then you got to get a higher chair. No, I'm not. I'm not some fucking chair hack. Anyway, Mel Gibson uh, slams into the 90s and basically becomes, yeah, 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 yeah. Mel Gibson becomes an auteur of movies that make uh, your mom's friend Sophia be like, ooh. <laughs> One Woman Want. I've seen it 14 times. What Woman Want is up there with Groundhog Day and a few other movies that was just on TV all the time in the late 90s, early yes, 2000s. This is, what, would the, what would the idea of what women want be? It's like, I feel like it's a food, you know, when you're hungry and you're making a meal and it takes too long and you just end up eating like weird stuff. It's like what women want is like, I don't know, fucking saltine crackers where like it's around. So you eat a lot of it, but you never think about how you eat it. Where you are like, I guess technically... Just by default, my favorite food by consumption is saltines. Saltines, yeah. Well, I guess like I've seen, I would tell everyone my favorite movie is like The Departed, I guess, or Casino. But judging by amount of times, it's so clearly what women want or Jingle All the Way. Well, it's better be Jingle All the Way. If it's not Jingle All the Way, the podcast is over. Um, no. but, but also, like, he makes Braveheart, which what a movie that's aged badly. Like, what a movie that is aged, like, What's the movie about? It's about a king. I mean, uh, king's pretty great, except for his son is gay, which is bad, which means Scotland rules. Wait, what? He's like, yeah, I don't know. History. You don't need to fucking, you don't need to follow logic as long as William Wallace has sex with someone that was a baby when the movie movie was actually taking place. (laughs) What? (laughs) So the historical inaccuracies in Braveheart that are, are so insane where it's literally like, like he goes out of his way to be like Longshanks, his son is gay. Gay is bad. That gets always brought up. Also, like, there's all these historical inaccuracies over, like, what William Wallace did, how William Wallace was presented. It's implied that William Wallace has sex with the princess, and then the princess is pregnant with William Wallace's baby. And, like, every Scottish person is like, first of all, can you not, like, change the history of our country that's ignored for so long because we were... um fucking occupied second of all like that's not what happened and it's just weird like all this sort of stuff but we need to say mill gavison is a type of star that people don't understand how big he was like he was he was like imagine if tom cruise when he's not making action movies then directs blockbuster like epics that like immediately win a bunch of oscars basically like braveheart was so big and popular like people yelled freedom for years you know what i'm saying and now people are like yeah very inaccurate that's what the well, guy- mel gibson was like if you know how every action person does you you do action movies and then you do a comedy but the comedy doesn't even gross that much it's just more so that like so you're not the action person it's like, like a palate cleanser yeah correct 
he does those comedies, but they are also number one hits. Yeah, like it's 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 like him, Julia Roberts. Who else? Mel Gibson Will Smith? was the MCU. Think about it this way. So you yeah. see, to make the MCU, yeah, the MCU like, is not. Yeah, the that was that's. I read a whole book on this, but it's like the MCU and all this shit. Is this? Those are the new stars. It used to just be, yeah, Mel Gibson goes for a jog, and uh, then Meg Ryan is there. She's a garbage woman, I guess. They yeah, fucking know. bang at some point. I guess the bad guys see what Billy Zane's doing. I just yeah. wrote a movie. I'm going back to bed and for 11 months. You're correct. Like You have to understand, Like they basically, like the guy who Jerry Bruckheimer's partner, whose name I never remember, fucking something. Oh, um, I remember it. It's... uh. Uh, Jizz Titterson. Yeah, it's Jizz Titterson. Yeah, yeah. The guy who did so much cocaine that he hired a doctor to get him sober, and the doctor ended up overdosing on drugs and died. Yeah, come on, buddy. Jizz, <laughs> you're come now. Yeah, wow. West, what the fuck was his name? God damn it. West Jizz, pissy, 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 bu- bitch, it bitch. It was West Jizz. <laughs> that it was though. No, it was I pissy, think, pissy, bitch. What's bitch. I think it was West Jizz. Yeah, well, that's the re- that's a real name. Was uh, but anyway, yeah, Mel Gibson Don was Simpson. I'm thinking the of industry. Don Simpson. Man, Don Simpson. The I think next week we got to do the Kramer thing because the Kramer thing is great. But um, right. But West Jizz's friend Mel Gibson is such a bigger star than Pat O'Brien. It's so funny that we started the episode with Pat O'Brien. But, the, but here's the thing with Pat O'Brien and Mel. But Gibson like he O'Brien. ruined a career. Pat O'Brien didn't ruin his career That's because his crazy. career was at 3 p.m. on cable. Mel Gibson's career was like, you make an industry 10% of their money. You're missing. You're also missing an element, which is Mel Gibson already got forgiven for one of these, which is Mel Gibson did a live performance version of the Pat O'Brien tapes, but with an LAPD officer outside of the restaurant moon shadows in Malibu. So basically what everyone forgets oh, yes. this part of it, which was my fate. Hello, sugar tits. What's going on? Um, <laughs> But you that's a the, man who's like also who from in, a small town and untouchable. Correct. That is that is a man whose dad has grabbed him by the ears and just went, if anyone says no to you, just hit them. Like literally just. Yeah. So Mel Gibson basically is a fucking auteur. This is all culminates in Passion of the Christ, which no one would make, which is he wants to film a shot for shot remake of what Catholics think happened to Jesus when he died. And as a result, Mel Gibson finances it himself. And has the most successful independent movie of all time, which means he gets all of the money that a movie studio would usually get for that movie. So Mel Gibson post Passion of the Christ is an untouchable, like he has Russian oligarch in the early 2010s money. And just like, here's something you shouldn't do. Give a hundred million dollars to an alcoholic who already is a narcissist. Because guess what's going to happen? He's calling someone sugar tits. (laughs) But also... So which voicemails are we talking about? Are we talking about the abusive voicemails towards so, his girlfriend? Are we talking so, about his racist rant? So there was the right. So they were, we're building to the voicemails with the uh, with his ex-wife. But I think part of the story is, of course, the initial giant rant he goes on about the Jews to the LAPD when he's arrested for drunk driving in oh, 2007, I believe. In 2007. It's 2007. Yeah, it's 2007 is the first arrest. Uh, that's right. It's 2007 is the first arrest. He then 
Um, he breaks up with his wife. It's all a big problem. All of that sort of stuff. Uh, he is married. Uh, Oksana Grigovagorovia. He claimed uh, she claimed that, that he wrote her a lot of poetry. Um, and which right there, big problem. They uh, his life continues to be a crazy uh, tornado of problems, and um, culminates in him and his second wife Oksana having a very bitter divorce and custody battle, which results in a variety of voice memos being uh, voice, pardon me, voicemails being left on Oksana's um, inbox, which are the ones we all know talk about, which are the racist intense ones are the super abusive ones are the, I'm going to burn the house down. And first you're going to blow me once. So crazy. Also, what so are which you ones doing? Do you want to doing... listen to then? Cause we're listening to them. We've already done that. dealer's choice. Dylan Deal- dealer's choice is what I'm saying. Which one would you like to listen to? I can't bring them up. Which one do you want to listen yes, you to? You can, I just made it so you can. Can you really? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This one's this episode's going to require a lot more editing than I want. (laughs) Well, but the other one that people forget is after he's canceled, they still have a deal with him. I think he makes Apocalypto, and Apocalypto is also great. (laughs) Like universally, everyone's like, unfortunately, whoa, that was good. Yeah. Ooh, let me tell you what he knows how to do. That make them fucking. The other thing that also happens is his movie Edge of Darkness is coming out at the same time. How do I? Where is share screen? There it is. Okay, a couple of things I just want to talk about because I've already heard it. Um, Mel Gibson sounds like he's rehearsed his speech, and it's very embarrassing. I want that noted for the record right off the top. Yes. Stay on this phone and don't hang up for me. I can. I have plenty of energy to drive over there. That is that is a drunk person who, who has planned out what he's going to say before he is called a hundred percent. Did you hear the? Because he, you hear he almost chose another word, and you know he's like, no, you did that before in rehearsals, and that got you to a different place. You need to make sure to speak clearly. Also, the one after this we'll be doing is the Alec Baldwin and the Great Trinity of don't leave a voicemail during a divorce. You understand me, and I will. So just fucking listen to me. Oh, listen to my fucking ranting. I didn't do anything to you. You are ruining my life. You make my life so fucking difficult. Well, you know. I gotta say this about Mel too. He sounds like a real emo bitch when he goes, "Well, you make my life really difficult." Like it's just like, oh, too many lemon cellos, Mel. <laughs> like he's just a little baby. Like you just want to, you want to dab his little wet lips with a cloth because the baby's upset. Correct? That Ella? is crazy. We're twenty five seconds in. Also, Pat O'Brien. Pat O'Brien, it's like Herman's Hermits being associated with the Beatles just because he happened to use the same instrument to get the word out. Like, that was just a guy being That's like, so hey, funny. man, I want to. That fuck. was a guy who's like, she's fucking hot. And also, if you listen to all of those, if you listen to all of the voicemails, they're all just the thing that. that gets funnier. The Pat O'Brien thing that gets funnier is that he it's the exact same voicemail over and over again. It's, the best. it's like, you're so fucking hot is what he always says. And it just takes him less and less time to say, you're so fucking hot. I want to go crazy. <laughs> I got to tell you, I really feel bad for Pat O'Brien. Like Pat O'Brien's in rehab. Like, yeah, a bit embarrassing. They're like, yeah, you're just like Mel Gibson. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't try and burn a house down. I just wanted to let a girl know she was hot after I had five Glenn Livets. <laughs> It's also, I just think, I think it is utterly insane to creep out a sex worker. I will return to that 
point again, John. I you how I fucking mean, abusive you, you would have to be to me to make you. me to get me to not perform. Com- I am literally in talks to do, perform comedy at a bingo hall. Of course, I'm going to do comedy at a bingo, and they want to advertise, and I'm pleading with them not to. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make me post on social media for this money. That yeah. I'm performing at a fucking bingo hall. <laughs> and I'm still like, yep, yep. Well, that's the way I feed my family. Well, Someone was like, a woman that fucking supports me instead of a woman that sucked off me. And just fucking sucks me dry. And wants, and wants. Get out of this relationship if you're a good woman and you love me. What? I don't believe you anymore. What am I? It's so embarrassing. The I don't believe you anymore. Mel. Pick up your face, sir. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, also the photo that's being used where, like, he's just rudely holding a cigarette. This is the other thing, by the way. If you're, if you're still constantly smoking 50 plus, you are an alcoholic. Like, that's the thing that I've just, I've discovered. But he's 80s. He's 80s good. And the other thing about him is, as you can judge by the picture of him, is that he's just got, as you said, good genetics where it's like he can get fat and it just kind of spreads around good. He, yeah, he probably true. carries it all in his feet. His feet go up to like size 13 when he's fat and he's like pretty big feet though. I actually know he carries it all in his ass, which is a problem because he just, it's just, he gets hooted at whenever he's walking down the street. <laughs> what did he just say? Listen to me. You don't love me because somebody who loves does not behave this way. I do not. I know I'm behaving like this because I know absolutely you do not love me. I forgot how fucking annoying Mel Gibson comes across. Like, it's one of those things where he's just, he like, he's a real bitch. <laughs> I mean, this, I, all right. Do you want to do another mashup of another voicemails or do you you have other favorite parts of this voice? I'm just going to do, I'm skipping ahead one more and then we're going to discuss Alec Baldwin and then we're done. That's cool. (laughs) 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 All right. Yeah. yeah. Close. Most replayed for sure. That was most replayed for sure. All right. Close on a heater because we got a couple minutes left here. So let's do Alec Baldwin's uh, voicemail real quick. So as we all may, you may not know, Alan, uh, noted murderer Alec Baldwin, uh, <laughs> yeah, belly dancer Dylan Gott. Uh, here's the thing with Alec Baldwin that you have to say: he is a dick. <laughs> Stop doing that. I hate it more than anything. I also continue. Alec Baldwin's a peenie. Alex, Alec Baldwin is just a fucking entitled asshole. Like it's just well, the Baldwin's are a crazy family, right? Like they're from absolutely. They're money, 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 money. Alec, like Alec Baldwin also like was told by his mom constantly, "You're the best of all of them." Like he, like all of his parent, all of his brothers had to go to school, and if Alec Baldwin was like, his mom was like, "Well, Alec stays home because he's my boyfriend." That's not good. Yeah, it's not good at all. Also, um. Uh, voicemail to daughter. Bring so Alec Baldwin is. This is a drunk voicemail to his daughter. No, not drunk at all. This is the why. This is the piece that I easy. This is a this sober, is sober voicemail. So this is what it is. Is his daughter? He claims that his wife uh, was coaching his daughter. So as uh, are you moving the camera somehow? 
uh yeah i got a weird setup here where the camera is on a um anyway whatever <laughs> either way i feel like you have a selfie stick is what's going on mm, no i don't <laughs> i'm just stretched you just, out you just shift with good. your foot anyway they are going through the middle of a bitter divorce and he claimed that his wife was withholding affectionate from his daughter and it was driving him crazy because he had to spend like ten thousand dollars to get her on the phone and then she wouldn't be available and what like therapists have later said to alec baldwin which he's admitted to which is like yeah that's all well and good but if you hadn't uh still left that voicemail still not a problem like don't call your daughter a pig now you're spoiling now you're spoiling it if they don't know like it's also the thing to remember i don't know the other ones were to um, adults. This like <laughs> E-bombs world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long ago was this? Oh, I'm going to say 2006. This is to This is around E-bombs pr- world. This is de- like height of E-bombs world. This is real inside baseball for this program. Hey, I want to tell you something. Can you hear that? Yeah. Also, am I the only one that is shocked about how bad phones used to sound? Okay. And I want to leave a message for you right now. You're talking to a child. This is to this a is, child. Never this forget. Is, no, 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 no. You're you're spoiling it because I just I read a transcript. I know when I make that phone call at eleven o'clock in the morning in New York. And if you don't pick up the phone at 10 o'clock at night, and you don't even have that goddamn phone turned on, I want you to know something, okay? I'm tired of playing this game with you. I'm leaving this message with you to tell you, you have insulted me for the last time. Oh, my God. This is the worst one of all. You don't have the brains or the decency as a human being. I don't give a damn that you're 12 years old or 11 years old. (laughs) Your mother is a thoughtless pain in the ass who doesn't care about what you do as far as I'm concerned. You have humiliated me for the last time with this phone. And when I come out there next week, I'm going to fry out there for the day just to straight you out on this issue. I'm going to let you know just how disappointed in you I am and how angry I am with you that you've done this to me again. You've made me feel like shit and you've made me feel like a fool over and over and over again and this crap you pull on me oh my god it's embarrassing that is crazy that is with this goddamn phone situation it's they, say, it's, it's it, it just goes on from there as far as i'm concerned all right well so john let's, wanna, let's wrap this one up if you can rank them i just want to uh, have one comment to say by yeah. the way which is that is such a by the way a dad that's not been as around as a regular parent complaint of like let me tell you i'm coming i'm gonna come a great distance and then i'm gonna sort you it's such a funny thread it's like what are you gonna do you're gonna put put your fist next to them while they're stood near a wall what are you talking about you fucking baby alec baldwin you're such a loser but like all of these voice memos are just the rant. Two of them are the rantings of a loser. And one of them is the rantings of a king. The order goes as such. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. All right. Rank them from funniest to a uh, funniest to unfunniest and then uh, saddest to best. And then we'll get out of here. And next week, we're going to talk about the Michael Richards flip out. 
saddest to best. Best is Pat O'Brien. That's our most good fun. And he, all he ended up with divorced and he cre- and made a sex worker. So he's such a loser. He made a sex worker uncomfortable. There's not, that's nothing but <laughs> Pat, you fucking prick. And then it goes Alec Baldwin in terms of just being such a piece of shit loser. You're doing this to your that's daughter. Sad. You that is loser. sad. That is sad as hell, John. That it's not sad fun. As, it is sad as hell. But the Mel Gibson one is even is so much longer. And the thing with the Mel Gibson one is I six minutes long. Pat O'Brien's a bunch of like quick ones where it's like, I want to fuck you in your fucking ass and your hair. And then he hangs up. <laughs> yeah. And then Mel Gibson is just one a- argument. I just want to I want to meet you at the cream corn stand. It's like Pat, oh, Pat O'Brien oh, yeah. ones. And then the other two are just Pat O'Brien is a drunk guy just being silly. The other two are fucking assholes being themselves. That's the difference is Pat O'Brien. Like Pat O'Brien, you could have a nice French dip sandwich with him and he'll tell you the story. Hey, get your phone. Make sure your phone's off. You know, me around phones. You know what I mean? And the other two will just be awful to speak to about it. Like I guarantee Alec Baldwin will be like, ah, there are two sides to that story, actually. And do you know, do you know how I'm pretty busy? I was pretty busy. I was narrating uh the New York Philharmonic's PBS broadcast, and I had to leave the sound booth briefly to call my daughter. So the least she could have done is fucking acknowledged it. Love the love it. Love le- yelling at someone where you for the first two minutes of the phone call assume they're an adult and then is revealed they're a 12-year-old. I guarantee that Kim Basinger, like, listened to this and was just like, "That is the other thing. He, he is th- his mom is her mom is Kim Basinger. Yeah, his mom is hot Nicole Kidman, Kim Basinger, ladies and gentlemen. That is fucking insane. Well, next week we're gonna be back with the Michael Richards flip out, which we obviously know a lot about. I know a lot about the greatest, the greatest television appearance." Of all time, Jerry Seinfeld on David Letterman, where he's like, hey, I know that one of the main characters of the show just yelled the N-word at the top of his lungs, but still buy my DVDs. I need to build a hotel on the moon. I have more money than God, and I still, I guess, need more. Yeah. You know those circular, uh, you know how parking lots are so expensive in New York? Yeah, well, I'm part of that problem because I bought one just to keep all my Porsches uh, near my apartment so I can see them. Did you actually do that, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah, you fucking suck. Uh, maybe you suck. Hey, so what's the deal with... Uh, I think that if you don't earn enough, you weren't good enough. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good day. Good dishes. Good run. 